Good morning. Good morning and welcome to chapel. Today in chapel, we're continuing the theme with serving God and serving all. And we have Coach Rustin Nice here with us. That woo <laughs> is going to be sharing his faith story. But as um, an opening, uh, I had asked that you stand up and greet those around you. There's a lot of cold and flu going around. So if a fist bump or a wave is what you want to do, that is fine. All right, thank you so much. Today we light the peace lamp and we remember those around us speaking of illness that are sick, our friends, our loved ones, and we ask for, God, we ask for God's healing presence and for God's care during that time. And we will start off chapel today by some singing. Amen, glory to God. Can you please stand? We're going to start with In the River. Yeah. There is a river. There is a river where goodness flows. There is a fountain that drowns sorrows. There is an ocean that's deeper than fear. The tide is rising, rising. There's a current. There is a current stirring deep inside. It's overflowing from the heart of God. The flood of heaven crashing over us. The tide is rising, rising. Bursting, bursting from the ground we feel it now bursting bursting up from the ground we feel it now we come alive in the river 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 there's a current there is a current Stirring deep inside, it's overflowing From the heart of God, the flood of heaven Crashing over us, the tide is rising, rising, rising Bursting, bursting up from the ground We feel it now Bursting, bursting up from the ground now we come alive in the river 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 break open prison doors break open prison doors set all the captives free spring up a well spring up a well Spring up a well in me, yeah. Nothing can stop this joy. Amen. We're dancing in the streets, yeah. Spring up a well, spring up a well, spring up a well in me, yeah. Break open prison doors, set all the captives free. Spring up a well. Spring up a 
up a well, spring up a well in me. Nothing can stop this joy. Glory to God. We're dancing in the streets. Spring up a well, spring up a well, spring up a well in me. We come alive in the river. 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 Oh, we come alive. We come alive in the river. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, next up we have Reckless Love. And this one, many of you know, so I'd appreciate some singing along. spoke a word before I spoke a word you were singing over me and you have been so so good to me before I took a breath you breathed your life in me yeah you have been so, so kind to me. And all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves in 99. And I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, Still you give yourself away All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God Yeah Oh Tan lejos de ti, tu amor luchó por mí. Ha sido tan bueno para mí. Cuando no vi mi valor, te entregaste por mí. Ha sido tan bueno para mí. Amor me envuelve, me sostiene, amor sin condición. Me persigue y deja las noventa y nueve y va por mí. No puedo ganarlo ni merecerlo. Tu amor se entregó por mí. Oh, tu amor me envuelve, me sostiene. Amor sin condición, eh. 
No hay sombra que no alumbres, monte que no escales para encontrarme a mí. No hay pared que no derrumbas, mentira que no rompas para encontrarme a mí. No hay sombra que no alumbres, monte que no escales para encontrarme a mí. No hay pared que no derrumbas, mentira que no rompas para encontrarme a mí. There's no shadow. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. It. Still you give yourself away All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God Yeah, there's no shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up, coming after me There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me there's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. And all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, all it chases me down, fights till I'm found. I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Amen. The last song we're going to do is here again. And I encourage you, even if you don't know the words to the song, to worship and to really engage with it. Um, because this means a lot, especially the words that we're going to sing right now. I can't go back to the beginning. I can't go back to the beginning. I can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle Is the place where you promised to be I'm not enough I'm not enough Unless you come Will you meet me here again? 
Cause all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? As I walk now through the valley, oh, 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 oh. let your love rise above every fear. Like the sun shaping the shadow In my weakness your glory appears In my weakness your glory appears I'm not enough unless you come Will you meet me here again? And all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? I'm not enough. I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? And all I want is all you For a minute, was I forsaken? The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. And come, Holy Spirit, dry bones awaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Oh, I'm not in. Unless you come, will you meet me here again? Meet us, God. And all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? Because not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place, and come Holy Spirit, dry bones awaken. The Lord is in this place, the Lord is in this place. I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? All I want, and all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? Amen. You may be seated.
Our reading today comes from Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Again, we want to welcome Coach Rustin Nice here to give the message today. A bit about him. I'm from Pettisville, Ohio, and graduated from Goshen College in 2002 with a degree in elementary education. I taught for 12 years before becoming the full-time track and cross-country coach at Goshen College. Here, he serves as the head of the men's and women's coaches and also serves on SMRT, BMRT, and DEI task force and all the acronyms I think this college has. I have four children, Roman, Gavin, Alden, and Isla, and my wife's name is Kimberly. I love to run and do whatever my kids want me to do. Let's have a prayer. God, we thank you for Rustin and the message that he has prepared for us. Ask that you open our minds and our ears and our hearts to hear what he has to say. And may we hear your words today through him. In your name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Thank you for coming. I'm glad some members of the track and cross country team showed up. They can help keep track of my time. If I go over, let me know, because I tend to ramble. So please let me know. And Kiprop, if you have any questions, just raise your hand, and I will be glad to let you ask a question. He wanted to know if I was going to open it up for questions. So <laughs> the invitation is open for you. My faith journey leads me here. Campus Pastor Joanne asked me to share my faith story last November. We had just concluded our cross-country season, and I felt good about how things went, so I agreed, and regret that a little bit now, but I did anyway. I also asked the athletes to find other ways to integrate themselves on campus, even if they do something that feels uncomfortable, so I thought it would be appropriate if I did the same thing. My faith story has a very foundational start. I grew up in a Mennonite home where church attendance was expected every week, both sides of my family were regular attenders of mostly Mennonite churches in Northwest Ohio. I was active in our church as a member of the youth group, and I went to Goshen College, so everything I knew was pretty comfortable. Faith was comfortable and convenient, and in some ways, easy. One important part of my faith that went ignored for about 20 years was that thinking about what my faith meant to me and how I wanted to be an active participant in my faith. With my upbringing, there wasn't much question and I participated in faith more as an obligation rather than making the meaning for myself. While I understood what, understood what my expectations were, since I didn't own my faith and what that meant, it meant that I did not mindfully participate, listen to God's messages, or even act necessarily in a very faithful way. And what I mean by mindfully participating and listening to God's message is that I did not give thought to how God was and is active in my life and in the lives of others. 
It wasn't until I started thinking about my thoughts and relating them to my actions did I start to make progress in my faith. There are ways to me that God is always active in our lives. Take the people that enter and leave our lives at different times. I believe God puts connections in your life, in my life, to help you on your faith journey, but also for you to help them on theirs. Through good times and through challenging times, I wonder why God put me in contact with these people. What am I missing that I need this divine intervention? How is God asking these people to work for me? How can I work for them? And when I started thinking that way, I really had to look at how my actions were affecting others. And I found that my actions were not positive and I was hurting myself and others. This is where it gets a little more personal and I wasn't a kind person. I was mean to a lot of people and I think that's because I didn't accept who I was. And if you don't accept yourself, it's easy to be rude to people and to treat them less than yourself in order to try to build yourself up. And I spent about 20 years treating people with less value than they deserved. It was protective because I wasn't treating myself well either. The value I put on myself and on my relationship with God manifested itself into how I treated other people. For some reason, something different took hold. At the end of my freshman year at Goshen, I vowed to change. On the outside, I told people I was going to lose weight. At the time, I weighed almost 200 pounds, a little more, and I didn't take care of myself. What I told myself was changing my outward appearance would help hold me accountable to my goal of changing how I treated people, treating them with more kindness. And that was difficult. For those of you that know me now, you probably assume I've been running my whole life. And that's far from the truth. I avoided it as much as possible. So here's what God did. He made me a distance runner. So in the least likely way possible, God was active in my life. I'm not going to tell you to become a runner or to lose weight, or to do anything dramatic. However, that's what God needed to do to me to get me started down a better path. I was not open to other callings, so God did something way out of the ordinary, and to this day I can't tell you why I started, but I can tell you why I won't stop. Running has put me in contact with some amazing people. A lot of them are here. And given me some amazing experiences that I never would have had otherwise. And through that, I found my calling. I started my career by teaching elementary school, and I taught for three years in the Goshen Community School System and nine years at Fairfield. Where my passion is, is working with people, and I love working with younger people. Teachers say they wait for that aha moment when children finally learn something, and I looked for that too, but not in the way of academic learning. It's in the way where you can tell somebody finally believes in themselves. They may learn something new, but they likely knew it already. All they needed was confidence. When I taught, I wasn't focused on how much the children knew, but rather how they felt about themselves. If you can keep someone working on gaining confidence in themselves, I don't think you can go wrong. Now I coach runners at the collegiate level, and they're good runners, and they're great people. And when you can watch someone gain confidence in themselves, it's amazing and it's an addicting feeling. And God gives me the chance to do that with them on a daily basis. And I can see it when it happens because it happens in their eyes and they can't hide it. And it's amazing. Being a better version of yourself is greater than being a version, a lesser version of anybody else. We're created to be us. 
It wasn't until I accepted myself that I could serve others. I make mistakes all the time, but God keeps giving me more chances. I don't feel like I deserve them, but God never quits on us, so I keep trying. My theory is God puts people in situations in our lives to guide us to be where we're supposed to be and to be who we are supposed to be. I also think that God speaks to us all the time. It's that internal dialogue that you have. You can feel God working and hear God's voice. You can choose to listen or not, but once you start listening, you can see how God is active all the time. You can feel it. So my faith journey includes running, and for me, running is when I pray and reflect. I don't get meaning out of praying in the formal way. My pastor's here, so she's gonna maybe not like what I'm gonna say. Um, I don't pray in the formal way where I can bow my head, close my eyes, and listen. I do listen to you, Brenda. I need to have my eyes open, my head up, and to be active. Because God is active, praying is active, faith is active, so why sit still? God doesn't call us to be an inactive participant in faith. So for me, I move and I encounter, and God works in active ways. I've seen sunrises and sunsets, all kinds of animals, people, sights I never would have seen if I wasn't active. God also puts us in situations where we're needed. I've helped an elderly woman shovel her driveway to get her car out. The men's cross-country team, track team, helped push two vehicles out last winter when they were stuck. I responded to a house fire, and I was the first one there. And all those things happened because I was active in my faith, the right place at the right time. And coming back to the people that God puts in your life, I've met a lot of wonderful people. I'm grateful for the guidance and mentorship from all the people I've met and interacted with. Campus pastor Joanne went to Pettisville and was friends with my younger sister. And we connected again here at Goshen, ironically on a flight last, last year. And we didn't know that we were going to the same places, but we ended up going to the same places. But she has helped connect my past to my present. And right now I'm thankful for the mentorship of Roberto Perez because he teaches me to listen carefully. The guidance of Richard Aguirre, Beth Martin Berkey, Kendra Yoder, and Dr. LaKendra for their guidance and passion on empowering people, Kathy Meyer Reimer for her passion for educating others, and everyone on the team for their enthusiasm to improve themselves and the others around them. But there are three people that have been particularly impactful that I've been thinking about lately. I'm gonna share about them. One of them is my friend, Jason Potsander. Jason is a friend who has had more than his share of medical issues. Through each diagnosis, he refuses to quit. He approaches each diagnosis with a relentless spirit of healing and inspiring faith. And his most recent diagnosis came when our men's cross-country team was at Nationals. Jason was diagnosed with stage four metastatic pancreatic cancer. He's my age, has children about my children's age. And this is a short portion of the letter he shared. On November 16th, he said, I believe our God is a sovereign God capable of all forms of healing from spontaneously miraculous to methods of scientific knowledge and training. I believe God is the redeemer of all things and always with us. I believe God wants us healed physically, emotionally, spiritually, even more than we want it for ourselves at times. God is for us, so I ask you to join me in prayer and support. And I responded back, and I heard back from him two days later, 
Uh, the prognosis is not good, but I refuse to speak death. I believe and work towards God's best plans, but will proactively plan for the worst with no expectations. Like an athlete towing the starting line, I believe all things are possible to strive and strive to exert 100% of my mind, body, and spirit on the course. To be the best version of myself on that day, but flow with the many circumstances beyond my control and come with zero external expectations. To trust my training for my trainer, God, and let my fitness, his spirit, drive, determination, and hope come out and celebrate the joy of movement and the wonderment of life. I'm told I'm beyond the curable state. I'm told the cancer is metastatic and the chemo I had previously did not kill all microscopic cancer cells. It is in the blood. If there's anyone who can beat these odds, it's Christ through me. So says anyone who knows me. I pray and trust this is true. I pray no matter the circumstances, a form of victory will be rejoicing in the future for me and my family, no matter the form of healing. I choose to speak life, and, through this, and the story of the cross is everyone's story. Jesus redeems all things. And through the hardest time, Jason encouraged our team and me by saying, may your runners let their fitness come out and run free. May the competition spur the team to greater heights as iron sharpens iron. Be the best versions of yourself on that day and toe the line with 100% confidence, yet hold zero expectations other than to give 100% effort and adapt as needed. Jason is a representative of the good fight. He fights with faith and perseverance and an unwavering belief that good will come out of his situation. This year, I named our character award in cross country after him because I hope for many years his story inspires our team to do great things. The next person I want to highlight is Mason Kinty. Mason was one of my distance runners from the time I coached in high school. Mason came to me as a freshman in high school. He wasn't in good shape. He got lost on runs, and he seemed more interested in finding bugs to show me than running. Every time I turned around, he had another bug. It took a lot of guidance, and I was beginning to get frustrated that it was so much work. One day, his mother shared with me that Mason has autism, and since he had started running, she noticed he gained confidence, his grades improved, and his whole attitude had become more optimistic. He loved running and the people on the team. And over the next four years, Mason worked hard. His teammates helped guide him, and he became a good runner for our team. His senior year, he set and met three huge goals, to run a 5K under 18 minutes, to run two miles under 11 minutes, and to run a mile under five minutes. He no longer brought me bugs or got lost on runs. He graduated high school, which was once not a certainty. Without me knowing, he created his final 4-H project about me. And I'd like to read the last page. It's about his experience. Rustin has been a coach, mentor, and most importantly, a true friend. Today he is coaching at Goshen College. He is now the head coach in track and cross country. I stay in touch with him, asking him to help, asking him for help to guide me through running workouts, nutrition, equipment, advice, and to run a few times. He has demonstrated that he is a good coach ever since he taught me everything he knew, and he has made me a better person. During the journey, Mason made me a better person. The life lessons he taught me about patience, perseverance, and passion for what you do was tremendous. I'm forever grateful 
for him. The last person I would like to share about is Rhoda Stace. Rhoda was a custodian at Goshen College who retired in 2018. During the 2016 year, in the winter, I began noticing how kind Rhoda was to anyone who took time to interact with her. I also know that trying to keep the RFC clean is a constant, thankless job. The distance runners come in with snow, mud, and other dirt on their shoes. We all leave pieces of trash around, tape, cups, wrappers, and other things knowing that somebody will clean it up. I felt compelled to talk to Rhoda and learn more about who she is. In, conversa in conversations with her, I learned she had been an elementary school librarian and she loved reading. She loved serving the Goshen College community as the custodian and took pride in what she did. After learning more about her, I felt she deserved a huge thank you for taking care of us and giving our team a clean place to come practice each day. I had the team write thank you notes for her and include a book recommendation. One day I presented her with the letters, a book from me called Lead for God's Sake and Chocolate Covered Pretzels because I also learned that she enjoyed those. In the book, Lead for God's Sake, there's a story of a janitor that talked with a coach. The janitor challenged the coach to look at things differently and Rhoda did that for me. She taught me to do the little things with pride and to find the joy in serving others. When she retired, she shared this story at her retirement. I'm gonna share her story. This is from Rhoda. This takes place in the RFC here at the GC campus. A year ago, I was having a difficult time at work. It doesn't matter what the difficulty was. What I want you to know is one person changed my perspective. I came up to her one morning and said, I'd like to pick your brain. Her brain had not been picked for a long time, so my curiosity was piqued. I asked her when she had lunch, and she told me, 11 to 11.45, and invited her to come to my office so we could have lunch together. We took turns talking, and it was an affirming, inspiring 45 minutes. We talked of doing it again, but both of our schedules got too busy. A few weeks later, at the end of the workday, Rustin came up to me and said, I've been looking for you. Can you stop by my office before you head out? And she did. This is Rhoda speaking. When I got there, he handed me a book, some chocolate, and a pile of cards and notes. He said that his students had written the notes. All I could do was cry. I was so moved by his kindness. When I got home, I read the notes. Each of these students thanked me in their own special way, their own unique way for cleaning and the things that I did at the RFC. Rustin had told them that I had been a librarian, so almost all of them wrote the title of a book that, had, that they recommended because of how it changed their life or defined who they were or just enjoyed for relaxation. I made a list of those books and will be reading them in retirement. What an honor that Rhoda thanked the team for our kindness because it was her kindness that prompted that interaction. Currently on my faith journey, I'm at the point where I carefully watch the interactions of the people around me. God connects people's lives for a reason, and like the people I mentioned previously, those interactions have deeper meaning. I try to remind myself that God is using me in the same way God is using others. When I view other people from the perspective that they were put in my life for a divine reason, those interactions become unassuming gateways to a deeper and more meaningful life. I go back to the question, the questions, how is God using these people for me? And how is God using me for others? 
I feel like I never have the right answer, but I'm gonna keep trying, which keeps the journey going. And like any good long run with your teammates, you form meaningful connections, and it seems to pass quickly. Trust me, it does. People say that life is like a marathon, and so is my faith journey. Maybe I became a runner 20 years ago as a physical representation of the proverbial way to endure. God gave me the opportunity, and God gave me what I needed and who I needed in my faith journey at the time. And God continues to bless me on my faith journey because of running, because of enduring, and because of all the people that God has put in my life. In conclusion, listen and be active in your faith. Enjoy the journey and learn what you can. Listen to what you feel called to do and be willing to have a call be excuse me. Listen to what you feel called to do and be willing to have that calling be something that seems uncomfortable to you. Thank you for allowing me to share and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. As a song of response, if you would please stand and sing with me, hymn number 546, Guide My Feet in the Blue Hymnal.
Peace.